Pop of the morning, everybody, and welcome to Popcorn Culture. As always, I am your one true host, Jazzy J, joined as usual by my brother, the one true co-host, Buzzy Benjamin B. What's happening, bro? As always. As always and forever. It's a bold statement. It's, 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 a, <laughs> it's a bold statement. It's extra bold on today because to, as we're recording, it is still August. But as the episode will go live, it shall be in September. So it is possible that the Patreon will have reset by the time this is live and that people will have um, changed their pledges back over to um, Buzzy B or Neither Neither. Or they'll stick with Jazzy J. Who's to, who's to say? Who's to say? Who's to say? Here's, here's what I'm to say yeah. about this is that... How is it already September? Dude, it's, I mean, it feels like it was just New Year's. It, it, I think this is the fastest year that has gone by of my life. Oh, that's because you have a kid. Yeah. Yeah, that's for for sure. The days are long and the years are short. It's one of the most accurate statements I've ever heard about anything ever. It's like when I heard that, I was like, this is exactly the truth. Yes. It is is definitely. I don't know anything about how time functions, about how things move forward, but I know that's true. (laughs) Interesting. I wonder if you tried really hard in the moment, you can actually get time to slow down. Mm, you know, like all of time. All of time. Mm. Well, I mean, and I guess it's not for everybody because it's it's all like your perception relative to time. Time is weird, isn't it? Time is weird. It's like it, and I mean, to make time around you slow down, you would have to be faster. Well, right. But I suppose that's like speaking to like relativity at, in terms of like the flash, right? Yeah, something like, like that. Because, yeah, like in like um, X Men when Quicksilver's doing his thing or. Right, but like I wonder if it's the case that like if you're hustling and bustling, you know, like if you've got like a lot to do and day just like flies by, you know, it's like this is this is the thing about like working a job. Like the honest truth is that a day where you're super busy at a job is always better than a day where you're just like bored out of your mind. Absolute fact. Because it just like zips right on by. Yeah. And so I wonder while it's not you physically moving faster, but it's like your brain is like it's like wheels are turning mm-hmm. and and gaskets are Doing whatever gaskets do, right. holding in steam and yeah. redirecting energy into the correct locations. Sure. I don't know why there's gaskets in your brain, but it seems like possible enough. Um, no one's ever looked at a brain before. Probably not. Yeah. No, yeah. Underexamined yeah. organ. The brain is very like self-protective in that exact way. It's like anytime, it, even though people have like handled brains, all brains are in on the idea that no, that they don't want humans to really know that much about them. So that you, like, even if you were looking at a different brain, your brain knows to just, like, mask it with your eyes. Wow. Nah, boy, that sounds like a concept for a movie. It does seem like it a concept does. for a movie. There's All probably, the brains probably, are in probably, on it. You could probably take that brain and run with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say this isn't happening? We'll never know. Maybe your brain's in control, isn't it? Are you saying your brain's not in control? This oh, is see? Now you're arguing with yourself. <laughs> it's an unwinnable argument. <laughs> it is. It is. Um... I, I this is like the thing for me where I I go back so much to myself as like a small child and like I remember driving around like in the car with dad and asking him just like like how does the radio work you know and like you know dad would yeah. just attempt to explain to the best of his ability how like radio waves travel through space and time and, and they come into your vehicle right whatever you know how how radios work yeah um, and uh, I think that the afterlife for me is basically exactly that like I get to go back to dad's 1996 Zuzu Trooper and basically just get to ask questions about all of existence and I'm just like driving around Rocky Mount Virginia being like how does time work do people experience it differently and it's like and someone is just literally there who has all the answers and I can just spend the rest of eternity doing nothing but asking these types of questions interesting interesting my perception of it is that like as a human you don't know the answers to lots of things but in death you'll just sort of like all of these things will immediately be known to you like it is like you don't have to go learn them it's just all known it's all like you just understand how it all works in death 
So you, so you just become like omniscient. Like right, yeah, basically, more or less. You don't have any like power to sway anything or anything. It's just like you're very, you just know how it all works. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not like opposed yeah. to this as, as it sounds idea. like you're really against it. I, no, <laughs> no, I just think that like the, there's, there's something so satisfying about finally getting an answer to like a question you've always pondered. Mm. And in so many ways, I feel like I've reached the state. This is probably why like in, in my, in, in my older age, I've become so deeply philosophical with all of my questions mm. is that it's like there the internet grants so much ability to just answer questions that you need the, that you need to answer in it's sort of like hey how does this work and someone's like made like a really clever video about it that's like you know concise and to the point and has yeah. eight million views mm -hmm. and it's like oh okay that's that's why we have water towers who yeah. knew right you know um but now i've reached this stage where it's like you're you're kind of answering or asking those like harder questions i'll tell you what's a hard question the internet has not been able to supply me with a satisfactory if it has to for. do with straws i want to be furious it is absolutely nothing to do with straws okay 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 it is basically is kombucha good for you oh this is an interesting this question is, this okay so first of all this was under my wick of the peak i put kombucha because i've been drinking it a bunch lately i found it to just sort of be like in the same way that like when i entered my like mid-20s like all these breweries popped up and it was just like this chance to explore this whole new world of like beverages and flavors you'd sort of never experienced before yeah absolutely this yep. is very much like, like, like fermenting is involved yeah yeah so this is what yeah basically i feel like the world of kombucha is like it's a very unique flavor there's that like vinegary-ness to it but good lord if you want to go and try and figure out anything to do with this like good luck like is it good for you i don't know is it alcoholic sometimes is it a probiotic we think does it have antioxidants probably like like there are no straight answers and if it's like the kind of thing where like if you want to find an answer about it you can find somewhere an article that will agree with you about yes kombucha does this but it's like you're reading it and it'll be like this one seems like yeah absolutely this is great for your gut health and this one's like well actually we don't know and it's like well then wait it's it feels like some people are so sh in on it that it's like the same way that like rocks give you energy when charged by the moon you know, it's like it feels like sometimes it falls into that category. Don't they? They do not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like sometimes it falls into this like it's a hyper healthy drink. And it's like somehow it spans all people. And I can't tell what it is. So, uh, like I, I'm just enjoying drinking it. And I'm like, I hope it's good for me. Hey, this, <laughs> no, but this is funny because like this is like the popularity of an idea. And, yeah. and like the general perception as to the unknown nature of of a given thing like yeah. I, re I remember and i'm going to compare it to aliens but like i remember as like a kid growing up this was almost something that you could like scoff at like another person for mm -hmm. which was almost like yeah, they believe in aliens you know what i'm saying yeah and it was the type of thing where like like it seemed so silly and and it was like you know like like you could put them in the same camp as like a ghost you know it's like these are not things to like these are not things that are real, I think, is, like, what my mind had been, like, taught to believe. Mm -hmm. And now the older I get, the more that it's almost, like, like, if you don't think that there is life out there, then it's, like, wow, you really have, like, a narrow view of things. Yeah. You know, it's, like, <laughs> like, like at this point, it's, like, oh, no, aliens absolutely exist. Absolutely. Like, maybe, maybe they exist in a way in which we cannot possibly ever reach them. Maybe they exist in a way that we can only ever see the light of their civilization from a billion years ago finally reaching us. But at some point, somewhere in the past or future, who knows how time works out there in space? Oh, I know, yeah. They exist. <laughs> there is something, whether it is a microorganism or fully function sentient beings. Right. Like, there's just so much space. Well, we won't. We we won't know. We, we can't. We probably won't make contact with intelligent beings. But that does not mean that nothing is out there. Right, right, right. But so that's like that's like the funny thing about it, though, is that it's like you you kind of like land. And again, this goes back to like my my afterlife situation, where like you could. I think even we talked about um, like sort of the. Um, like zodiac signs like what's your sign yeah you know type things mm -hmm. like like i'm a scorpio and you're uh aquarius aquarius of yeah. course which is not a water sign despite the word aqua being in it despite 
the word aqua being in it and despite like it meaning like the water bearer <laughs> right yeah yeah it's like well that seems you're like yeah. a cloud yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> that's like water meets yeah the water bearer clouds clouds an air sign yeah. obviously obviously it all Boy. comes together mm-hmm. but like okay so again imagine getting to the afterlife and they're like you didn't realize that the position of the moon absolutely is affecting things about you right like, <laughs> it's like like <laughs> Did you not even pay attention to the tides? Like we, there were clear signs. Obviously, the moon's position is playing a role on things. Like, like, yeah, you think the moon controls all of the water on Earth, but had no effect on like your blood or something. Right? Yeah. Do you know what percentage of you is water? Yeah, like you absolutely have a relationship with the moon. Yeah, right. Yeah, like I can see yeah. this being like, oh, yeah, I. Isn't that what they taught us? And I know, yeah. School, and it's like, yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's like, like, this is one of those things where it's like, it's like, scoff at it all you want, but then it's also like, are you sure right. that it's not playing a role? And it's like, right. well... You're up there You're up there just talking to God, and you're like trying to reason with him, and it's just like, do you know who you're talking to? It's like... <laughs> I made all things. <laughs> you can you cannot argue with me. Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 Even then I imagine somebody would be like, um, actually, yeah. you know, let me pull out my phone. There's an article, a great article. I'd like to <laughs> pull out my, my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it anyway? Yeah. Oh man, yeah, you're right. Like stuff like that could be just just so hilarious. It'd be like, you, what do you mean you didn't? Yeah, you, you guys were completely unaware of the. Uh, you, did you guys ever meet the Atlanteans? You know, like that whole underwater. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Like an- right. another thing that's just one hundred percent real. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> you guys aren't even in control down there. Right. Like yeah. you, you think you know. Yeah. Right. You don't know. Yeah, you, right. know? <laughs> you, you guys are so full of it. <laughs> okay, this actually reminds me. Have you ever um, on TikTok? But you're not really on there anymore. Once upon a time, maybe it's on YouTube too. There's just this series called like God and Angel. No, and it's basically this exact humor. Okay, that it's like the people are like rallying random. Like they're like it's just these two guys pretending to be you know God and an angel looking down at Earth. Like yeah, look, they're doing this thing. They're doing this thing. We didn't think. Do you know why they're doing that? And they're like, I it doesn't matter. We we put this here for this exact reason. And they're doing this instead. Like it feels obvious. It does. It feels obvious. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> but wait. they're like totally broing. You know? Oh, interesting. But it's like I don't know. It's a very funny series that just sort of yeah makes fun of why people think things. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well. So anyway, coming back to your your kombucha situation. Though, anyway. This, yeah. Kombucha. Yeah, like this. This is. It's funny because it is almost like diet. Like kombucha <clears throat> is like diet. Um, apple cider vinegar in my mind um i don't know if that's even remotely close to like accurate but like have you ever have you heard any of like the old wives tales that like apple cider vinegar is this sort of like cure-all oh absolutely yes yes beth once upon a time um was on this like yeah she she had discovered the rabbit hole that is the um life-changing nature of doing like a shot of apple cider vinegar you know once a week or whatever i don't remember exactly what it was right just like all these health benefits all these whatever and i don't know if she totally like bought into it but she was just like very interested in trying it just like well this seems fun yeah and we went on this like like month-long goose chase trying to just locate apple cider vinegar like for some reason, uh, maybe maybe it was just because it like she was right in the middle of like some popularity swing or something. But every yeah, time we went to the grocery it. store, like it just wasn't there. Interesting. And so finally, like a month later, she finds it at like a, I think like Walmart or something, and she gets it home and she's like so excited to try it. Like this is gonna be like what an what an awesome super healthy thing I can just do. And like she takes like just the shot of it and um, just like hates it oh like, yeah spits it out is absolutely like, like immediately feels terrible it's aggressively harsh yeah like and and so this was something that um like alice is i've talked about this before but like growing up uh like a common snack 
for her family might be to like cut up like a raw potato, pour apple cider vinegar on it, and just like eat that. Oh, like, like okay. and so yeah, they're yeah. like they're like very into like those vinegar based flavors, mm-hmm. and it's like so when we first started dating, I remember she was like all about the same thing. Like she was like, oh yeah, like you know taking like apple cider vinegar, and she would just like sip it like it was nothing, and it was like this no big deal or whatever. And I remember she was like, yeah, let's take a shot of the apple cider vinegar together, and I was like, okay, like you know, so same thing as yeah. math. Like I've heard the health benefits. Like let's let's give it a shot. And dude, this thing like scorched my throat so badly that like I couldn't like talk right for like three days. Wow. Yeah, it was like it. And and so basically, a lot of what I've learned since then is that you're supposed to like dilute it into something else so that you're not taking like straight apple cider vinegar. Yeah, maybe if you're like you know some sort of pansy, Ben. Wow, okay. thanks. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, you gotta have some like real grit, yeah. you know, in order to. Yeah. In order to take this stuff back, which is fair because, I mean, it just it absolutely is intense. But so I feel like what happened was I was like so embarrassed and ashamed that I had like handled this so poorly. And Alice thought it was so funny that basically we became like at odds and it became this like debate as to whether or not it was something that was beneficial or not beneficial. And it's like the same thing as kombucha completely I, th- I think is that like because it's got this like vinegar nature to it it's supposed to be good for like your gut bacteria and it's like um when i go back to like my aquarium days like one of the things that we would do in like a saltwater aquarium is that like the bacterial colonization that exists is like your primary filter right so the more mature an aquarium is the more bacteria is present and the more that that bacteria is able to like denitrify the water because it will eat all of the bad stuff Mm -hmm. and a very natural food source for that bacteria is just literally vinegar Mm -hmm. so like one way that you could actually like boost the bacterial colonization inside of the aquarium is to dose just white vinegar to the tank so at this point in time i'm literally like doing this at work on a regular basis like i'm absolutely buying into the idea that like vinegar is good for bacterial colonization yeah and then in the meantime i'm also just like there's no way that this is like healthy and or helping in any way shape or form because you had a bad experience drinking it because i had this like bad experience drinking it and so then you know like i'm trying to like almost find these like like the avenues that like disprove it and she's trying to find the avenues that do prove it and you're both being successful i'm absolutely both being successful Mm -hmm. and so it's like you know on my end of things would be like well like while there could be some beneficial nature it's like it's also like extremely harmful to the enamel on your teeth because it's like a light acid which is then like slowly like wearing down like that you know or whatever and, and so sure. like it, it's this total like like well it kind of depends like you know it, is it healthy I'm, I'm not hmm i don't know but we've also gone through this with so many other things in life like i feel like growing up um there was like the got milk campaign yeah. you know and yeah, milk very was also successful. in this exact same category where it was like oh yeah you should be drinking like multiple glasses of milk every single day and now i have absolutely no idea if that's even true like yeah should you drink multiple glasses of milk a day i think uh, yeah milk milk is definitely one of those is like is milk good for you hard to say hard Hard to to say say. hard to say also like the milk game these days you could have like almond milk and soy milk and fair life and what there's like a it's not just like go to the store and buy two percent or whole oh yeah well i feel like there was um I forget which I think it's in Parks and Rec. They're making fun of like Gwyneth Paltrow's goop. Yeah. Brand, yeah. And someone has like Bloosh. Bloosh. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. And they've got like I think they call it like cow milk. They call it beef milk. Beef milk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like one of those things where you're like, oh my gosh, like that's just milk. Like that's the origin <laughs> yeah. of like yeah. you know, like what we refer to it as. But like now I literally do hear people use like like with absolute <clears throat> like absoluteness like cow milk right. you know just to like reference like oh no like that's the kind of milk that i am consuming that i right. need to clarify right and it, it actually it, this is like a total tangent off of this exact conversation but uh our our podcast editor ethan always makes this joke about how golf is like this and how come like uh like traditional golf w- w- tell me what you imagine traditional golf to be like your on a large, well-landscaped area, you're 
uh, uh, standing at a tee. You've got like a bag of clubs, and you hit the clubs toward the ball towards the hole. Yeah, ball golf. Yeah. Oh, ball golf. Ball golf. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like frisbee golfers over there being like, "How come? How come? Uh, how come golf gets just like our our genericized word? Right. It's ball golf. It's ball. <laughs> if we have to be frisbee golf, they're ball golf. <laughs> As if golf is simply the definition for a sport where you move one object to from one distance to another attempting to do it in the least number of quote-unquote strokes exactly right yeah, that's yeah. the definition like, of golf it has nothing to do with the ball it's like maybe you shouldn't have borrowed the word golf to begin with yeah 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 exactly <clears throat> so anyway i i just think that that's really funny because i always think like, yeah isn't how he'll refer to it as ball golf right I'm like, that's amazing that is yeah Gonna go play some ball golf this weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I would, I would still be firmly in camp that golf is ball golf and frisbee golf is frisbee golf. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I like it. Okay. I don't think you need to specify. If you say you're going to play golf this weekend, if you, I don't think you need to specify. No. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I don't think it's necessary, but I think it's fun. Yeah. I think it's fun to clarify. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just fun too. Yeah. Yeah. A little extra pizzazz. Yeah. Okay. So what, do you drink kombucha? I don't like kombucha. You don't like kombucha? Yeah. Although I'm not sure if it's going back to this apple cider vinegar situation Mm. and maybe I just need to give it a fair shake again. Maybe. Um, But I also just have absolutely no idea, like the actual, like I'm, I'm right there with you. It's like, I don't know how to feel about kombucha. And I remember it was first introduced to me by fellow GMA member, Mike. Mm. And I remember that he got really into it and he was like, making his own kombucha oh yeah everyone knows someone who's making their own kombucha right they got their scoby they they got the scoby (laughs) which is like you know like uh the equivalent of like your uh your your starter starter for your sourdough yeah yeah but it's just like you know you go over and you like you see what they're making and it's like it's like this is like this if i discover this in any in like my my like orange juice in my fridge or something i would like clean the entire fridge out of fear that i have contaminated it with like you know like disease Mm -hmm. you know i would bleach the whole thing and instead you're doing this on purpose right yeah if you see it being made it probably doesn't look so fantastic right yeah Yeah. i mean i think at its core it is just fermented tea at its core i think that's probably that's pretty much that's pretty much what it is but like i'm yeah it was introduced introduced (laughs) introduced That's got to mean something. Um, <laughs> it was introduced to me, yeah, by my wife Beth, and she. Uh, I remember getting and her, like just telling me, "Oh yeah, it's like really good drink." But it was like you know, it kind of comes in like a somewhat over large bottle, like bigger than a can of soda. Sure, you know, but like also bigger than a beer. And it's like I've never even heard of it. And I remember she like, it, like I think she because it's in such a big bottle, it was like you know she poured herself a glass and me a glass and then just put the rest back in the fridge. Okay, but it's like it's also like not such a large bottle. You couldn't just conceivably drink the whole thing. Okay, and I remember being like, okay, we need to only drink small portions of it because there too much would be bad like like the way she served it confused me oh interesting. as well and then i was just yeah. like like oh are we only supposed to drink a little and she i think i think her she was confused that i was confused and i was like is it alcoholic she's like well no but like even that it's like like the act of fermenting something is like making it alcoholic right and so it's like for the most part i was just doing some research it seems like kombucha is like less than 0.5 percent alcoholic so it doesn't technically have to be categorized as alcoholic but if you look up is it alcoholic you are going to find just nothing but confusion okay you know it's going to look like well it technically does because that's part of fermenting but it's not alcoholic but sometimes people want it to be so then it is (laughs) like some people intentionally making it's like but it's all put at the same spot at the grocery store so make sure you read the label and it's like so is it or (laughs) i know yeah yeah, this is almost like the opposite of like um uh like non-alcoholic beer which is probably Mm. in a similar vein where it's like you can go to the beer section at your local grocery store where there will be mostly like 99 percent alcohol beer yeah and then there's also like one percent which is you know yeah o'doul's right (laughs) yeah everybody (laughs) remembers the o'doul's party (laughs) 
<laughs> it's one of my favorite yeah, jokes because drunk. nobody's drunk. Nobody's drunk. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You, I don't, you could not get drunk off kombucha for what it's worth for okay. the most part unless it is like intentionally alcoholic, I guess. I know, but so that's the thing. Yes, <clears> I feel like for the most part, this is the opposite where like kombucha falls into the category of like non-alcoholic. However, it's like 99% non-alcoholic. Right. But like one percent of it is right. Yeah, is, like, is sort of like the way that I, I view yeah, it. It's yeah. You can buy kombucha beer like that exists. Right. Yeah. yeah. Very confusing drink all around. And then so now anyway, I'm at the point now where I'm just like, yesterday's the sword. Just bought two bottles, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna drink these by myself, all for me, and all you, in one sitting. Do you feel better? I I I mean, I don't know if I feel overall like I'm so much healthier right uh, now. Like, are, but like, it does feel like a fun option that is in my mind healthier than both soda and or beer or any other like alcohol based beverage that is also like more interesting to experience than like water i just want you to start pitching it to everybody on the basis of gut bacteria health yeah just i just want to like i want to like walk into conversations that you're having yeah and just hear you be like it's so good for your gut health. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have time to hear about kefir? <laughs> have kefir. you had kefir? What's kefir? It's basically like vinegar milk. Oh. It's like. Oh. It, yeah. oh, that sounds just dreadful. It's like, imagine, it's like drinkable yogurt. No. You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. I'm not pleased it's about this like description at all. It's like drinkable yogurt. Ew. It yeah. reminds me of the time as a You're child. You're going to start hearing about kefir. I'm sure that I will. Uh, it reminds me of the time as a child. <laughs> no, you didn't. You did not. As a child, I remember going to the fridge, and th like this never happened. I think that on one occasion, our entire childhood, mom had buttermilk. I know when it happened. It was in Vermont. Was it in Vermont? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I. You know what? I actually I was picturing this at home, but I guess maybe I was in Vermont instead. But but again, we were growing up during the Got Milk era, and so we drank a ton of milk. Yeah. And um, I remember going to the fridge and being like, "Oh, buttermilk. I'm sure it's just the same." And so I just poured myself a tall glass of it, just mm. like completely unhinged. Oh, maybe this were just two different experiences then. Yeah, and yeah. well anyway, so I went to take a huge just like gulp of it as yeah. you do yep. with your your tall glass of milk and I mean, I was just like guffawed at yeah. how absolutely what? horrific. Horrific. Yeah, same thing or maybe this I know this is the same thing happened to us in Vermont at one point. We probably had buttermilk for like pancakes or something. Sure. Yeah. And um What a misleading thing. It's like misleading. buttermilk buttermilk pancakes. It's like actually add buttermilk in front of any food and it's like, oh that sounds, sounds really, really good. good. Just yeah. don't drink plain buttermilk. Just yeah. Yeah. Buttermilk, I think, buttermilk I think breading. You were you asked me if I could pour you a glass of milk. So it must have been at a point where you were not like big enough to handle a carton. Yet. Sure, because sure. you know, pouring milk, bit of a bit of a, a learning curve there for sure. It's not, not a young like, man's game. Yeah, and I was like, very. Uh, this I was also must have been just on the cusp of like, I am big enough to do this. Oh. I can do it. Yeah. So I got both of us the just big cups out and opened the fridge, found the milk, thought it was regular <laughs> milk, poured us both very big cups of it. <laughs> Which I'm sure ruined someone's <laughs> breakfast too, because it meant that we used so much of the exactly. Milk. We because yeah. it only like, it was like a half gallon or something, and we used a very large portion of it, <laughs> which of course we both immediately spat out because it was gross. And they were like, "Oh, that's buttermilk." And it was like, I didn't. I, I honestly, even as a kid, I think I even if I had read buttermilk, I'd have been like, "This is gonna be great." I, I know. I've yeah. heard about buttermilk. Right. I would be enticed by it. Yeah. Like this is gonna be even better. Right. Like drinkable yogurt. Drinkable yogurt. That's kefir. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Oh my gosh. Just absolutely terrible. Then the other thing that I have <laughs> since discovered, and this was taught to me by your wife Beth, which is that basically you can just make your own buttermilk at yeah. any point in time by just basically pouring vinegar into milk and giving it like a few minutes to like. I'm gonna say the word. Curdle. curdle curdle ferment a little yeah as it were i think you're better off just i mean we do do that and it's supposed to make like your pancake fluffier well uh, i would say you're probably better off just getting buttermilk yourself from the grocery know. store i don't find this to be particularly effective although i will also say most of the pancake mix we use is the kodiak pancake mix which is in itself going for more of like a protein pancake rather than the point of it being like this big fluffy treat. So it's possible that I am successfully making buttermilk and then putting it with powder that doesn't 
um, translate well. You know what I love about the Kodiak cakes? What? Okay, so Kodiak cakes, I think, is truly spectacular branding because yeah. it is it, the the boxes like everything about them like when you go to the grocery store it's like typically we grew up on like bisquick yeah um, bisquick i even remember pancakes. i remember bisquick pancakes and then mom would also make bisquick chicken mm-hmm. which was like bisquick breaded chicken yep. and we would have it probably once a week yep. our entire lives and uh it was very good it was like one of those like just constant go-to's very easy to make i guess yeah. um but anyway so as as we have gotten older and like sort of into like our gym routines and stuff kodiak cakes is this brand that is it's like it's like cool pancake mix you know it's like and it, and it does have like that like you know high in protein thing about it so it's like you get to like sort of eat pancakes and also feel like you're hitting your protein goals and right you know there's like a very like fitnessy adventure outdoorsman-ish type of whatever about the whole thing um and one of the things i never knew about kodiak cakes is that it, w- it went on the show shark tank yeah and i remember that i was uh i was skiing once upon a time and i literally had kodiak cakes with me on this trip as like like as like a fun thing to like make it for breakfast that morning or whatever and while we were there like hanging out in the lodge the episode of kodiak cakes comes on yes. shark tank mm-hmm. and they go on and like the the people on the show just absolutely like blast it as an idea they're yeah. like this is like nobody wants premium pancake mix like nobody's gonna buy that like, yeah no way like we're not investing like they, sorry they see you use later. some sort of term that's like about paying the stores to like get certain shelf space yeah which all the all the sharks know this particular business term when you're like oh i never heard that term and it's like well if you've worked in the industry clearly i don't think it's a very fancy term but i remember thinking like they all scoff at them like no one does that that's a bad move that's always the path to disaster yeah yeah but like, and uh, then and then it turns <clears throat> out like it's been this like wild success super successful and it's like, oh it, it makes me it makes me so happy yeah <laughs> because uh, you're watching it and, like i've got the box in the room with me i'm like look at your smug face thinking you know everything right thinking you know everything thinking that horoscopes don't the position of the moon doesn't affect your mood <laughs> you're mostly water man <laughs> roll with the tides dude yeah or skiing, you know, the slopes, whatever it is. Yeah, full circle. Anyway, yep. so that was a that was a long tangent about Kodiak cakes for for just like a little bit of a dunk on the sharks from Shark Tank. <laughs> no, we got it. Kodiak cakes because we were talking about Butterbill because we were talking about kefir and uh, kombucha. We're all there. We're all there. All the we're stars all the there. Line. Do you know? Okay, so this is. Uh, do you like salt and vinegar chips? No, I don't. Okay, yeah, yeah me not, not neither. One bit. It's like uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that growing up again as a child in Vermont, that once upon a time dad bought salt and vinegar chips on the drive home and i can still smell them yeah okay so this is i remember my salt and vin- this is the thing is that like as an adult like i like i enjoy the kombucha i like north carolina style barbecue sauce which is like the vinegar based sauce okay like i like the kefir um and like it occurs to me that like i sh- i probably sh- i probably would like salt and vinegar chips oh like i'm like but but (laughs) i do remember this one particular day um when we were yeah kids dad was doing this um adventure race it was like i guess it was a adventure triathlon or whatever so instead of run bike swim it was canoe run bike yeah yeah i do remember this day yeah i remember this and um (laughs) mom was driving us up to uh wherever to you know, go see dad finish, and Cheer on mom. the dri- yeah. yeah, and on the drive home, dad had a bag of salt and vinegar chips, and I remember uh, that was the first time I'd ever had them. And two things happened on this drive home. One, I ate like the whole bag. Did you really the whole bag? Why? Yeah. Well, I, let me tell you, man. At the time, I was like, these are just different tasting. Okay. Yeah, and so, uh, but I remember I woke up the next day, and my mouth tasted like nothing but mustard. Like, yes, it was like the after effect of eating the bag of chips was that like my whole mouth tasted like nothing but I remember waking up with that feeling and immediately tying it to the salt and vinegar chips. And then I woke up the next day and the next like three full days. My mouth tasted nothing but I could taste nothing but mustard, which is also like a vinegar based thing, which as an adult, like I love mustard. True. So like true. It's like but but since that day, like it it has occurred to me so many times like. I bet if I retried it, 
I would like it. Because, like, I like so many other vinegar-based things. But, like, every single time I think about it, I, like, I've, like, picked them up at the store. I have bought a bag before and then just... I like I cannot bring myself to even try it because I'm so afraid of the mustard flavor in my mouth, which I don't even mind mustard. But like I, I don't I have this like weird mental block from this one day when I was like seven. Maybe you'll be a trendsetter, <clears throat> and this is what will happen. You will you will start to be able to like uh, you'll be like a shaman, a shaman for vinegar flavored treats, vinegar flavored treats. Yeah, like a vinegar shaman. I think is probably what we'll call you. Mm. And what will happen is you will advise people on how to uh, almost in the same way that people like will open up like a bottle of wine and like let it like um, breathe. Yeah, you know, or they'll like decant it. Mm-hmm. There's things you do pair it with proper food yeah. choices, mm-hmm. you know, like a nice red with a nice white fish. <laughs> that's not that's, <laughs> that's not right. That's not the right pairing. As far, all I know about pairing wines with food is that the color of the wine should match the color of the meat. <laughs> yeah, it seems that's basically my rule of thumb yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, what you'll do is you'll be like, okay, here's what you want to do in order to enjoy the best ballpark hot dog you've ever had in your entire life. The day will be Saturday. What you will do, consume an entire bag of salt and vinegar chips. This, mm. will, this will prep your palate your mouth. for what is to come. That evening, you're going to want to brush your teeth because your mouth tastes like vinegar. Don't do it. Resist the urge. Don't. The next morning, you will wake up. Your mouth will taste like nothing but mustard, which you will then pair with a ketchup hot dog. Boom. Best, best ballpark Frank you've best, ever had. You can't even imagine. It's like, yeah, people will pay for the experience of the best ballpark Frank they've ever had in their entire all life. All about the payoff. It's all about the payoff. It's all about the payoff. It's all about the payoff. So anyway, the other thing that happened on, I should try salt and vinegar chips is basically what I'm getting at. Yeah, no, I agree. Again. I think you're there. I think you're there. We'll see if I have the courage. Right. The other thing that happened on this trip, and this is just sort of a complete aside, is that we were driving home, and it's like there's this bit on Interstate 81, if you're heading towards Roanoke, about 50 miles before you get there, uh, across the road on the on the left hand side, so you'd be heading south. Okay. This is big, 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 big hill. Okay. Big hill just on the side of the road, and when we're driving past it, as kids, I'm sitting there eating my salt and vinegar chips. Yep. yep. And Dad points out the hill and just like describes it like that's what you call a bald hill, kids, or whatever. Okay. And like he was like, and. Uh, the explanation or definition, I guess, for a bald hill would be like a hill that is mostly covered in grass, but that over time will be covered in trees. Okay. That was how he explained it to me. Er, and I, I remember remembering it, and I remember the exact hill. And sure enough, at the time, it was just nothing but grass, the whole hill. Yep. And I like throughout the years every time we came home from a trip every time i've like driven past it i will look over and i will always remember this hill i know the exact hill you're talking about yeah and if you drive past it today you cannot see one blade of grass because it is covered in trees covered in trees covered in trees it is you're absolutely correct (laughs) and it's like this it's like a very unusual uh like case of just having lived long enough to like see nature do what nature do right it's just like i've watched this hill grow up yeah exactly the hill i've watched it like since it was a a wee lad. A wee lad. Nothing but grass. Nothing but <laughs> But that's the funny thing about it is that, like, typically when you see a mountain that's been, like, cleared, um, you know, for its timber or something yeah. like that, like, it usually seems like it's very, like, rough and, like, almost, especially around here, like, a lot of, like, the dirt is, like, reddish colored. It must be, like, a lot of, like, iron <laughs> yeah. or, or something. Um, and so it's not very pretty. But the thing I always remember about this particular, like, bald hill growing up is that it was, like a very like domed hill yeah. and it was just like perfectly green grass yes. growing around it. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was kind of like beautiful as yeah. if like, like the Shire could be on the other side of it right. or something, yes. you know? Yeah. It was like, it was this very like different look. It's like, it's like if someone was to just like uh, tell a kid to draw a hill, they draw like a straight line with a big hump and it'd be like, that was kind of what it was like. That is kind of what it was yeah. like. Yeah. It was like, it was, there was something uncanny about it. Yeah. And, and now I wish that we had like a picture of it. I know. I'm like, oh, if I had set up a time lapse that day when I was a kid. <laughs> Till now. Till now. I'd be able imagine? to show you guys. Picture this. A mound of earth. Covered in green grass. Now, basically, it looks like a, <laughs> I know. a tree covered mountain. <laughs> tree covered hill. Now, it, it's like what's funny is that, like, but uh, even when I drive past it, I always feel like I have this weird connection with this particular. I'm always like, yeah. And it's also like 50 miles from like home typically. So it's like, it's sort of like the, like, once I get to that hill, I'm like, I'm pretty much there. I'm pretty much you there. You know, like it, it, like, it feels like the trip's basically over. I've made it. You I know, love it. Or whatever. 
So anyway, you probably wouldn't notice it now because it just looks like hail covered in trees. <laughs> but trust but us. I'll know. But trust us. Yeah. It was awesome. It was cool. It's cool to see it slowly be covered in trees. Yeah. <laughs> the time lapse in my mind, amazing. Absolutely remarkable. Yeah. Just truly something else. Yeah. Anyway, transition. Transition. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting you know to me it was just like a rare charizard is a rare charizard like it doesn't doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded it can add huge value and then not only that but once they're graded they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the the industry as a slab and that's where arena club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack but it's for a pre-graded card now i know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see but you can also request them to be sent to you at any time so they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do but whether you're buying selling trading or displaying arena club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out and right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Then 
We've been talking a lot about uh, drinks on this episode. Yeah. So um, I have a fun fact about Abe Lincoln for you. Oh, do you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it has to do with drinks? It has to do with Abraham Lincoln's favorite drink. Oh, I yeah. have to know what yeah. it is. What do you, do you have any guesses? It seems like... Hmm. Let's see here. Let's see here. So, in I, I tend to think like there's something about reading uh, the name of the wind where like all of the drinks that they order I imagine come in like like wooden cups or cups made of like stone or, mm. or something like yeah like made like, out of bone something like very sad like maybe like a horn mm-hmm. everything's very satisfying for some reason and it's like I imagine like like the like the mead you know it's like oh like I would never order mead under ordinary circumstances but like you know in the books when someone orders it it's like man that sounds awesome yeah it's like a honey flavored wine honey it's flavored like, yeah. wine what could what could possibly be better than the that meter we have a meadery here do we not we do yeah we do, somewhere yeah. yeah or like uh another another order is like pull me up a short beer and i'm like oh what's a short beer it's like i would love <laughs> just this it's like it's just a, like a being like can i have a small beer please <laughs> Just a small beer to go yeah. would be perfect. Yeah, you re- the word short makes ordering a small beer seem way better. It does. Like, a short I'll have beer. a short beer. I'll have a short beer. Yeah. And it comes in like a wooden cup. Yeah. You know, it's maybe like just like eight ounces of like lager. Yeah. You know? Um, and so anyway, this is a long way of, of circling the drain on Abe Lincoln's yeah. favorite beverage. Let's see here. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm, what could it be? Is it an alcoholic beverage? Is it kombucha? It's not kombucha. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? It would be. He was like the original hipster. He's like, yeah, Abe Lincoln, known drinker of the booch. <laughs> Let's just go with well, mm, a quality red. A quality, a, like a, a red wine? A red wine. Of yeah, sorts. no, that's yeah. not it. Okay. No, I, this was, I was so happy when I was reading the list because, like, it goes through, like, all the presidents and all, like, the different, like, favorite beers that have, and it's all, like, yeah, red wine, red scotch, bourbon, whatever, whatever it is. You get down to Lincoln, plain water. <laughs> a Graysdale Plain mead. water. A Graysdale. A Graysdale mead, as wow. it were. Lincoln, Lincoln, plain water. I love it. Of course. Of course Gosh, it does. He's so responsible. I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, no wonder he was getting so much done. It's like he wakes up in the morning to like just a tall glass. He's like, Mary Todd, could you get me a tall glass of water? <laughs> probably. Probably. She's like, here you go. Uh, Room temperature, probably. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Probably, indeed. Just a nice cool drink of water. Wow. Yeah. I'm like really quite delighted by this. <laughs> it's the, so, like, it made me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> the way it listed it online, too, it wasn't just water, it was plain water. <laughs> Pla- no, no accoutrement. <laughs> no, my- do not put a sprig of mint in <laughs> yeah, there. No. Uh, not, uh, yeah. A squoze of lime. Yeah, right. Little, little, little lemon zest on the top. Mm. No. Plain water. Lincoln. Boom. It does make it, you know, like, yeah, now I feel like uh, there's a new brand of water out there that is like, it's like so edgy. It reminds me of these. Do you remember in high school, people uh, wore like shirts, like, 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 said, like Affliction yeah. or something? And they were like kind of, kind of like dark and bedazzled. And I don't know. There was, they were just like, it was like a style. Um, but I feel like there is a brand of water right now. I wish I could think of what it's called. Oh yeah, it's called like Death Water or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. It, like it looks like an energy drink, but it's just it's, it's just a can. It's just it's water. canned water. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that's what Lincoln probably would have had. <laughs> <laughs> just a big He's old, got a really intense looking like, like skull shaped glass. He, he just sits down, and I just imagine Lincoln. He even does like that thing where there's like there's like a nonchalance about like you know like somebody who like regularly uh, like is a habitual can drinker where like there's no there's no like 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 uh, festivities or or anything about like the opportunity to get to have it like like for me like if i'm having like like a beer that comes in a can like i like look at the can as i like pop the top yeah you know because it's like i want the whole experience of getting to like open this can and such Mm -hmm. but then there's like other folk and i'm at it's like you know like they they, they're such regular can drinkers that they will reach out and without even looking at the can pop that top with one hand right and i imagine that's what lincoln would do he would go and sit down at the table to write a law 
or, or to write a law, you know, or or, or for wrestling practice, <laughs> <laughs> and just be like, yeah, with his canned water, with his, with his can of death water, his can of death water, which is just regular water. Because I like to think that like this, all the other presidents, you know, of course they all had a club. And they were all like, wow, Lincoln over there drinking, drinking just plain water. And he's like, yeah, but it's death water. Yeah, and like, like, and like, oh. they like can't help but have like a begrudging respect. It's like, yeah, like I guess so. That's fair. Well, he is also water. taller than the rest of us. So yeah. maybe we should all drink death water too. Probably wouldn't want to grapple with that guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad death water didn't sponsor today's episode. <laughs> it's too bad. Or Keffer. <laughs> Death water probably would have been drinking by Abraham Lincoln. Probably. probably. It was his favorite drink. Plain water. Plain water. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by plain water. Yeah. The, drink the, it. It's recipe, good for you. Recipe inspired by Lincoln's own. Lincoln's own. He had, he had a family recipe book for... And you you turn like page seven of like just a, like a, a chemistry a, formula. A, plain water. And it's literally just like ingredients. Water. Glass. Water. Glass. <laughs> Hydrogen in two parts, oxygen one. Combine. <laughs> Combine. <laughs> he just got like a jar of hydrogen right there, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just pure water, <laughs> right? Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> nothing else would do. Nothing else. Yeah, he's got the two gas canisters. He just like lodges them together, pulls it apart. Pff, water. Wow. Just like it's exactly how water is made. <laughs> That's how they make it at That's the water how they store. Do it. <laughs> That's how they make it at the water store. <laughs> Exactly. It's like what Mark Watney has to do on Mars. Actually, you know? in some ways, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Anyway, yeah. The Martian. Good times. Yeah. Okay. Jay, okay. So I have I have another thing uh, that I would like to talk about, which is that the... I'm going to call it my, my tattoo dilemma. Okay. Um, because I, I feel like it's just like one of these topics that I just can't get enough of and yet also have made zero progress on. All right. So I was trying to... I, I have like was texting Alice about it. Uh, over the past couple of days, and I was like, I feel like maybe we should start watching like like a like a tattoo based uh, show of some kind, you know, like Ink Masters or something. Oh, like to that. really like jazz you up, <clears throat> maybe, or like maybe even just like learn more about like the process and like what what leads people to like picking what designs. Right, like and, is and, it is it alcoholic? Is it good for your gut health? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I need to just like know more, which is funny because like. Within our respective industries, like Alice has like say yes to the dress, and uh, for like aquarium keeping, there's a show called Tanked, and I would say that like on the whole, they're both shows that neither of us like have any disrespect towards or anything, but neither of us tend to take either of them very seriously. Sure. And I'm very aware of the fact that I'm like looking to use one of those types of resources as as exactly that, like a resource to like mm. learn more about a given thing yeah and alice is like well like like on a scale of like one to 100 like how serious are you about this and i was trying so hard to like figure it out because i feel like I, i've brought it up on so many occasions there's earlier, no doubt earlier this year we had like the the <laughs> april fool's day prank where i i like yeah. put like the half or the full sleeve on mm -hmm. as like part of as, as like part of the gag but again it goes back to like even like no shave november where i grew up my beard for the first time where it's like haha this is funny except i'm actually kind of serious about it um, and then pretty much just kept my beard ever since. Right. So um, I'm like, okay, so here's where I'm at. A couple of years ago during the pandemic, there is an event called GoFest, and uh, they were unable to hold the event, obviously, because of the pandemic. Uh, but what they did do is they had this like really cool outdoor concert that you could go to where you would buy a like pod, and basically everything was like super spread out. You would have this like... 10 by 10 space where you could like bring like your own chairs and you know do the whole like in drinks and stuff like that and like and then everybody was just like in a massive like field watching but everybody was also like 25 feet from anybody else okay. and so i was telling alice that like my proximity to getting a tattoo is about the same proximity as i currently have sitting in my chair in my pod to being the performer on stage if that makes sense it's like i could be sitting there watching this band perform and be like you know what maybe i would like to perform music someday mm -hmm. like i would love to do that i don't i don't know how to play an instrument i don't really know anything about musical theory at all but like what he's doing does look fun and i can imagine enjoying that yeah and it's like it's like so 
what I'm trying to say is that it's like the that, I feel like that is the current distance I have where it's like I don't know how to even begin to start to like explore the opportunities of what it would be like to just do this thing. Yeah. And you know, it's like it's like I would love to like contact somebody and be like, "Hey, can we still like sit down and like make a design that I probably won't use, but like I just want to see like what co- like what comes of it?" Mm-hmm. You know, like I'll, I'll come and like throw like a hundred different things at you. You'll turn it into a design. We'll look at it, and then I'll be like, "Okay, this was good practice. Thank you for your time. See you later. See ya. <laughs> I'll do it again like fifty more times, or like you know, like I'll, I'll like Google search around and people are like, "Oh, like find like an artist you really like," and I'm like. I don't even know, like, the art styles. I don't even know, like, I don't even know where to begin with all this. What, let me ask, let's back up one step further then. It's like, what appeal, like, what appeals to you about having a tattoo? Like, where does the desire even come from? Because it seems like, like, you're building up, like, all these barriers to it when, in reality, there's, like, no one's permission you need. I know. You know, to do it. Like, there's nothing at all to stop you there's a tattoo shop literally on the corner of the street we're on you could walk in there and be tattooed in like under an hour if you really wanted this is once again a circumstance where you and alice i think are just stunningly on the exact same page (laughs) (laughs) where like um last night as i'm having this conversation with her you know over dinner at this point uh because because it's extended from our text conversation she's like like she like she pulls up her phone she's like Asylum is still open. Let's just go and get a tattoo right now. And I'm like, like, you're right. I could just go do that. Like, right. We could just walk in and just like be like, I want this. And then just do it. And then it would be done. Right. Like the seal would be broken. You'd have it. And then I'd have it. Right. But like how scary. Uh, yeah, I mean the the of course once you have it you have it forever. So exactly. there is that. I know. Yeah, it's yeah. a very it's a very like it's a very perma decision, and it's like I think I'm so worried I'm gonna like do it wrong. I feel like here's like from my perspective, and this I could be entirely wrong. It feels to me like you have built up the like the the idea of having one, and having had a lot of conversations with you, like there's something like almost like the the reason you would get a tattoo would be to like commemorate some sort of like big event or something that like meant a lot to you yeah so it's almost like what the real desire for is for there to have been something that meant enough to where you want to, to where you it. want to commemorate it you're so not it's wrong like, yeah that's like, a very good way to say it. it's like you really want a tattoo but like the it's like you but only because that also then means yeah there was something to that- commemorate or remember yeah. in a way. And in the meantime, that ha- whatever that is hasn't happened or you haven't figured out what that is. So all you're left with is just this desire to get a tattoo. And as a result, you're just like floundering because you don't really just want a tattoo for the sake of having a tattoo. You want it to like mean something, but you're unwilling to wait for the something it meant to have happened. Uh, you, yes. All of everything you just said was nail on the head. Okay. That was all so, so absolutely accurate. Okay. And and it's like, yeah, because I, I do think that that's like this big thing or, or that like I would, that I would like use part of the canvas incorrectly or something and like something more important comes along and it's like, well, what was I thinking, thinking this was so important as to Mm -hmm. use a percentage of my body for it? Yeah. You know, and then it's like, well, this is just silly. This is just, this is just silly. Just silly. I know. So anyway, I mean, that's, yeah, it's, it's like, you're right though. And at the core of it, I think last week I was talking about this where it's like the, this like sense of like Mm self-expression is sort of at like, I think, for so many people such a massive like core of having like a, a sense of like uh, like fulfillment or something like that maybe um like or it is fulfilling to express yourself yeah. in such an appropriate way and i think that like i have like a barrier up about that where it's like i can't draw and so it's like i can't take like what's in my mind and like and and turn it into something like with the like the full intent and purpose that like I want put behind whatever this thing would ultimately be. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? But then it means that like I have to put this I have to like put the faith into like someone else's hands. Yeah. To do that. 
And it's like, I'm like, there's a part of me that's like, but would you take it as seriously as I do? Yeah. You know, it's like, the tr- chances are, it's like, these people are artists in their own right. Like, <clears throat> right. That is what they do. So possibly, probably, but then I, I don't know. It's like, I, it's like, I feel like I'll know it when I see it. Right. But I don't even know how to begin to start to like look at options. Right. It's like trying to like imagine wallpaper without ever having like opened the book. Yeah. <laughs> what do I want this to look like? Right. Yeah. I, yeah. To be fair though, I actually have this exact same problem with like writing a book uh, where it's like, I'm like, mm, I would love to have done that someday. Yeah. I would love to have like been, been able to like take something like deeply meaningful to me and like turn it into like a narrative. But it's also like, I don't know where to start. Yeah. This is, I mean, even when we're just writing Super Carlin Brothers videos, so often like I'll just um, have like the, the the fringiest outline of an idea for something. And it'll be like, let me just start putting things on the paper. And they're like, the first thing will just be like one sentence, like this is sort of a, a piece of evidence. And then like the next one would be like, this is sort of this. And because of that, this, this, is this. And then the next one would be like, okay. And then this is also like a light thing. And this is important because of this. And then because of that. And then, and then it's like, suddenly it'd be like a page and a half to be like, oh, like all of a sudden, like you only have like a few tiny things, but like the more you put down, the more like the beginning, like you were just putting bullet points and suddenly you're putting like full paragraphs. It's true. Yeah. It's true. So, so often it's like you, the, the, the hurdle to start is the, um, the, the hardest thing. I know. I know. So yeah, I mean like going, going back to, yeah, like the tattoo example, like it almost makes me wonder, it's like, should I just do this thing where it's like, I'm going to like book the appointment. It's like next May I'm doing it. You know, mm-hmm. on May 5th, I will go and it will be done. And right. It's like, but now I need to figure it out. Right. I mean, if you, I mean, if you like genuinely want a tattoo. Which I think I do. You think you do. I think I do. Okay. Piece of self-expression. Piece of self-expression. I'd be excited about that. Okay. That would be cool. That'd be exciting. All right. Okay. But interestingly, I actually feel like there, there was, there's one last thing that I have written down and I feel like you touched on it in such a way that I like, I can't not bring it up now Okay. because I feel like it's, it's just like a very, it's like a very fascinating approach to a sentiment that I think is very commonly expressed. And so, and that sentiment is everything happens for a reason. Sure. And I think that it's it's fascinating to me because I know that there are people out there that like very, very, very firmly believe in like this particular philosophy. Uh, and then I also think that there are plenty of people out there who sort of are like, life is chaos. Everything is random. <laughs> right. You know, it's like like nothing is is like these like inter interconnected like lines, threads, paths, you know, that you're that you're journeying on. Um, and so for one, there's a question that I would ask you, which is basically like, do, do you have any like immediate reactions, feelings, anything like that towards the sentiment of everything happens for a reason? Um, it's, I mean, it's way easier to look at in like, in like hindsight sort of things. It's true. I think, yeah. I mean, I think the, the phrase everything happens for a reason is it's often a very comforting thing because it makes it feel like bad things are only leading or typically happening because they're leading to good things. Right. And when people, I think when you say everything happens for a reason, the, your, what you're saying is hardships happen because good things will happen. You know? Right, right, right. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. rarely is anyone saying like, well, this good thing's happening because things are about to go crap. You right, know, like right, that's right. never the sentiment. Everyone like the re like when you say it's good thing, yeah, everything happens for a reason. What you're saying that that reason is typically imagined as a very optimistic, positive outcome. Yes. Yeah. 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 And and that's the thing. So basically, like my my like very light. uh takeaway from this particular sentiment is that people who do tend to firmly believe in the thought that everything happens for a reason are people who are extremely willing to um have takeaways from their life events Mm -hmm. basically and i i think that that is actually probably where it feels like there is such a huge amount of follow-through is that like you might have a setback like maybe you didn't get into like the college that you wanted to get into or something like Mm -hmm. that. And it's like, Oh my gosh, well my life is over. Right. And then it's like, no, but everything happens for a reason. Like, you know, like there's like whatever. And I think that typically like, that's where people are like, okay, like, you know what? You're right. Everything does happen for a reason. And now it's like, now I am supposed to be here instead. Right. And and I feel like I, I particularly notice it when somebody's plans have been disrupted in a way that affects the trajectory as their will would have dictated it 
Yeah, I mean, it's the it's a it's, I think it's a, a an often comforting thought that someone like you're part of a greater plan and someone else is more in control, which makes you like less responsible for the outcomes that have um, happened. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but what's what's kind of fascinating to me about it, and, and this kind of goes back to what you were saying about like me getting a tattoo, where it's like you want that life event that is so meaningful, so important, so significant that like it qualifies as being like you know tattoo worthy yeah and what i think is kind of fascinating about this particular sentiment is that it's something that i don't know that i have particularly like grabbed onto throughout life however i do feel like there are things that had like that had bothered me for a significant portion of my life that like expired as other good things happened mm -hmm. so like you could take um something like the the success of super carlin brothers and getting to like do this with you yeah or uh meeting alice or or having like met alice leading to our wedding which led to having addison and it's like these are now things that i am so unwilling to let go of that it means that i now need to look back on the the forks in the path where not getting into like my first choice of college, for example, mm -hmm. is now something where it's like, yeah, but that was necessary. Like it was, it's like, like, and this is exactly what you're saying too. Like hindsight makes everything seem like a lot clearer, Yeah, you know, cause now it's like, now that good thing has happened that you are so unwilling to like, let go of that. Now everything else that like led you here, it's like, well, now all those things had to happen too. Exactly. It's like, yeah, now you're married and have a kid and like you wouldn't give up those things for anything in the world ever. Right. But like everything that led you to that point was difficult and not things you necessarily would have chosen in like you didn't know you would have chosen right. without being able to see the final outcome. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, like you could even look back on um, like bad relationships in, in high school or college or something like that and, and think about them as like these things that like you know um like left like a permanent mark on on like who you were but like now when i look back on those things i look at them as like oh man what an opportunity for me to grow right yeah it's you like know? Oh, i learned so much of that and because of this experience even though i hated it in the moment i now view the world this way yes and yeah yeah right I, I and i think that this particular piece of reflection is something that i'm, I'm trying to like grip onto a little bit because i think now as addison is you know i mean she's coming up on about a year old she's like 10 months currently as i'm talking um it's like and you with your boys of course as well it's like at some point in time there are going to be like those inevitable hardships yeah like the things that go awry yeah and it's like but they're all pieces of the puzzle of their life mm -hmm. you know like eventually like all the like it will never be fun to like watch those hardships happen right but like it's also like but they're also all shaping them. Right. You know, in yep. a way that will ultimately eventually be a good thing. Yes. So, I agree with you. There you go. Yeah. That's my, so that's my final takeaway. Okay. So, <laughs> what I had written down is life is a weighted <clears throat> game where once something qualifies as good enough, everything that led you, led you to that moment was worth it. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. We're all destined for happy endings. Exactly. Yay. Go life. Woo. Anyway, guys, as ever, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Pop. If you have any feedback for us, you can send it on over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Uh, or if you would be interested in supporting us on Patreon, we have a lot of really cool perks. Like each week after each episode, Jay and I record an additional 15 to 20 minutes that we call After the Final Pop, uh, where Jay and I just kind of delve into a topic that we either didn't get in into in the main episode or maybe just like an expansion on a topic that we did discuss in the main episode. Uh, and there's an entire backlog of those episodes if you would like to check them out that is at patreon.com slash popcorn culture and is the five dollar tier um otherwise until next time pop pop